futuro of radio. Futuro of radio. Futuro of radio. Future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. Hey, you want to feel old? I don't know. <laughs> I already do. This is the oldest that I have felt in a really long time because I read this phrase today. Today is the 17th anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. Serious? Kurt Cobain died 17 years ago. 17 years ago. 17 years ago. There are people graduating from high school right now who weren't born when Kurt Cobain. Mm -hmm. Wow, that makes me feel old. 17 years ago. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Uh, we are not graduating from high school this no. year. No. 17 years ago, Kurt Cobain died? It was 17 years ago. Wow. Yeah, 1994. Uh, that really does make me feel old. Mm-hmm. Damn. Seriously, I didn't realize that I I would feel as old as I did when I saw that. It's like, eh, and so I'm like, that's a typo. So I actually looked it up. I'm like, oh, no, wait. I guess I was in eighth grade, which means what, you were in 11th grade? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I was a junior in high school. I was. I remember when I when I found out about it too, because I was over at my, I was over at my girlfriend's house because she had MTV. Like I didn't have cable or anything like that. You know, obviously I've talked about that growing up. So mm-hmm. I was over at her house watching it, and I was watching MTV when they had the breaking news. Yeah, I remember that. That Kurt Cobain had died. Yeah. Man. Seventeen years. That was back when MTV actually showed music news. Exactly. But, um. Yeah, I remember. I was in my um. Yeah, I was in eighth grade, and I was in my woodshop class, and we were allowed to, um, like, watch TV while I was going on. There was, like, this old, like, crackly TV in the corner. and Really? You guys get to watch TV? Mm-hmm. In oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And so, like, we were in a woodshop class, and there was this TV, and, uh, you know, it was also, like, we had it on MTV, and all of us were, like, whittling away, and, yeah, it was the breaking news. It's like, Kurt Cobain, dead at 27. Man. Yeah. I can't believe it's been 17 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. Years. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that. It was it was pretty weird. I remember that I had just missed them because they had come through like the year before. I mean, you know, obviously they used to play around here all the time, but I wasn't 21, couldn't go to any clubs in Portland or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But they had come to, I think, the Salem Armory like the year before, and I was like, yeah, I'll just see them the next time they come. Kind I did of that. like how you said that with Johnny Cash. Same thing I said with Allison Chains, too. I hope, hope that's not what uh, Willie Nelson came through in January. No, no, he's fine. He's gonna live forever. He'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's the same thing I said. Yeah, with with all those bands. From now on, I just need to go. Anytime, yep. anytime I'm thinking like that, I just need to go. Gotta live your life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Man. Seventeen years. Seriously, I didn't realize how long it had been. So, like, I we both graduated high school in the '90s. Yeah. I didn't realize that the '90s was now like I, I graduated high school 13 years ago. Yeah. You did, what, 16 years ago? 16 years ago. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. I was weird. So Mission was, accomplished. I feel old. Well, I totally forgot about this thing because I was looking up as soon as I saw the, uh, you know, the Kurt Cobain, you know, 17 years ago today. I'm like, holy fuck, mm-hmm. I'm old. So I started looking it up and I totally forgot about that thing a lot of people have talked about with musicians about the curse of 27. Do you oh, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Kurt Cobain... Jim Morrison, um, let's see, who else? Well, I actually, I found a website, like, dedicated to that. So I looked at it, and it's just, like, the Curse of 27. And I hadn't really, re- like, realized that so many people did oh, actually yeah. die at 27. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. 
Yeah, they have Jimi uh, Hendrix. Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember who the other ones were, but I know, I mean, there's so many that die at 27. Yeah, uh, Brian Jones. He was originally in the Rolling Stones. Okay, yeah, was... Oh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge Rolling Stones person. What, he was the original bass player? I think so. Is that right? Yeah, I'm not sure. It doesn't say in this, but yeah, died at okay. 27. They don't know if it was an accident or murder. And it's weird, too, because there's all kinds of mystery around every single person's, you know, death. Minus Jim Morrison, who... How old was Keith Moon when he died? I was, don't know. Uh, from, uh, from The Who. I can't remember I if he was that. older than that. Was he older than that? I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to tell because all of those guys. He was thirty two. Thirty two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Keith Moon was thirty two. Who was... else died at twenty seven? Oh, uh, let's see. So the so uh, Richie Edwards. I guess he was in this huge band called uh, Manic Street Preachers. Yeah, so this one that sounds vaguely familiar, but I really don't know. Yeah. So and like slangly called the Manics, and uh, yeah. So he disappeared in nineteen ninety five at age twenty seven. His body was never found. No word ever heard from him again, and he was officially declared dead in two thousand eight. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that's weird. Like he just vanished without a trace. Ew. Robert Johnson, who's Robert Johnson, like Robert Johnson, like Robert Johnson, Robert Johnson is the I don't, I don't know who Robert Johnson is the ultimate curse of twenty seven guitarist. Yeah, blues player. Yeah, despite yeah. Doing research, real oh. facts about the king of Delta blues remain hard to pin down. Yeah, he wasn't twenty seven though. What well, from- says that he was? Everything I've ever read, I'm, I'm a big Robert Johnson fan. I love, uh, he's amazing. So Robert Johnson is kind of one of the founders of blues mm-hmm. from, from yeah, the Mississippi Delta. And so, like, there's a lot of songs that you'll hear nowadays that you think are originals from people, but they're not. They're actually covers of Robert Johnson. And most of his recordings are, um, I mean, it, he's amazing. Amazing. It's the classic, just him and his guitar. Oh, so he's from a long... I'm just looking at this. He's from a long time ago. So he's Yeah, no, he's in, from... I thought he died in the 20s. Yeah, no, he was born in uh, on May 8th, 1911, and uh, reportedly on here, he died August 16th, 1938, age 27. See, that's not... I mean, maybe maybe that's accurate. Maybe what I've read is wrong, but there's a lot of mysteries surrounding him and, and, and how old he actually was, because I've also read that he died... When he was twenty-one, I thought it. I thought that's when he died because a lot of his recordings are from a, a lot of the main recordings that you hear. They're from this one hotel room session where he did. So this guy, I'll I'll just say what I've read about him. Uh-huh. And so this guy played around kind of in the Mississippi area when he was a kid, and he he wasn't very good at all. Mm-hmm. And then he supposedly just kind of disappeared from the scene for about a year, came back, and was the most amazing thing that anyone had ever heard. And the rumor is. That the the urban legend that developed was that he had sold his soul to the devil to play the blues. That is insane. Okay, yeah, because I was just and, looking at that about, and there's like a whole article about supposedly the devil, like mm-hmm. the devil legend. Well, and and so part of it, like his recordings, I have tons of them. I'll give you some of the recordings. Yeah, it's, I would love to hear them. It really is amazing, and it's old time. You know, it was recorded way, way, way back then. So it's the, even the recordings are kind of crackly. But I guess he was too nervous to go into a studio for some of his recordings because he didn't like playing in front of people. He wouldn't didn't like looking at people. So a lot of the recordings that you hear are actually him. They brought the recording equipment to a hotel room and he sat facing a corner and wouldn't look at the other people in the room and just played the played the songs to the corner of the wall and they recorded them. So when you listen to him, that's what you're hearing. It's like you're hearing like a piece of history. He's in a hotel room somewhere. I don't I can't remember if he's in Mississippi or Louisiana or somewhere um, in a hotel room. Recording this stuff. That and, is insane. And just recorded, you know, like 18, 19 I've tracks. I've never heard of him. Oh, he's, he's incredible. Like Are, Crossroads is, you know, one of his big ones. See you at the Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and, and like I said, there's so much speculation about his history. I don't know if you can definitively say he died at 27 because the other part of the rumor is that he died. He had a bunch of girlfriends and one of his ex-girlfriends got pissed off and poisoned him with um, either arsenic or strychnine. I can't remember which one it was, but poisoned him. And that's the reason that he died is that he was he was poisoned by a, you know, pissed off. Ex-lady. That's what it says. Johnson, one of the most popular theories is that Johnson was poisoned, but if it was uh, strychnine added to whiskey, the popular theory, no one really knows. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't think anyone, I don't think you can definitively say he died at 27 because people just don't know that much about him. Mm. But yeah, the rumor was, though, that that's the thing. He sold his soul to the devil. And have you ever seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. Okay, well, the, there's the musician in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, the black guitarist that they pick up mm-hmm. at the at the crossroads, like literally crossing two roads. And they didn't call him Robert Johnson in that. I can't remember what they named him. I think they named him like Tommy Johnson or something like mm. that. But he, that's what, because that movie... You know, it's based on Homer's Odyssey, but it also had a lot of Southern mythology in it. And Robert Johnson is part of Southern mythology as far as he sold his soul to the devil to play the blues. And in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, that's what that guitarist did. He had just sold his soul to the devil so that he could play guitar. That is insane. Or, yeah, I'm looking at this right now about him. It says, the devil legend, according to legend, as a young man living on a plantation in rural Mississippi, Robert Johnson was branded with a burning desire to become a great blues musician. He was instructed to take his guitar to a crossroads near Dockery Plantation at midnight. It was there he was met by a large black man, a.k.a. the devil, who took the guitar and tuned it for him. The devil played a few songs and then returned the guitar to Johnson, giving him mastery of the, in- uh, of the instrument. Yeah. Ooh! In exchange for his soul, Robert Johnson was reportedly able to create the blues for which he became famous. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's weird because there are two people mentioned in this article. It's like you were talking about, because I'd never heard the Robert Johnson thing, but I had always heard... About Jimi Hendrix, that Jimi Hendrix had sold his soul. I had always heard that when I was younger. See, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know about that one. I mean, it's it's hard to say because, you know, who knows how much of this is? I don't know. There's so many different layers of that. Yeah, this is Robert Johnson right here. This is Crossroads. See, I, th- oh, I believe that gives me chills. It's it's such amazing music. All of his songs are just incredible. And just to think about, like, and I don't, I'll admit, I don't know if this is one of the ones that was recorded in the hotel room or not. But either way, it's like, and I believe at the time of this recording, he was only nineteen or twenty. Have you ever been to New Orleans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, this reminds me of just walking down the street and passing all the clubs and like hearing. Mm-hmm. People playing all That's, kinds of I, music. I love old blues. So in New Orleans, one of the best things that I ever saw there was this. It was one of their open air bars. It was I don't even remember if it was on Bourbon Street or on One Street over, but it was an open air bar, and it was this old blues guy sitting there, and, and even his band was ancient, but he was his band looked like they were in their seventies. This guy looked like he was in his nineties, uh-huh. and he couldn't stand up and he couldn't play his guitar anymore, but he just sat there and and sang, like sang the blues. Oh. So so awesome. Well, that's odd, like, you know, and I know that I'm not making this up because I remember hearing this when I was a kid and, like, thinking of my whole life that, you know, that Jimi Hendrix had sold so did the devil. It's kind of, it's kind of odd that, you know, I thought that train, mm-hmm. that I thought that, but, um, and then, like, both of them died at 27. Yeah, well, I mean, all those, it's, it's weird that all those guys died at 27. Robert Johnson, though, I still, I'm not so sure they know that that's 100% accurate, um, that he died at 27, because yeah. I'd always heard that he died a lot younger than that. 
<clears throat> but I don't know. May- maybe. Maybe that is right. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, I'm looking up this uh, Jimi Hendrix, Soul is Sold to the Devil, and there were, hun- there were hundreds of pages on it. So, I mean, I guess I'm not the only person who had heard that. But I shit you not, I'm just looking at this right now, and somebody links to an online website where you can, in fact, sell your soul to Satan online. Seriously. Really? Like it's it- on necro- necronami.com slash project slash 666. Come on, do it. Everybody's doing it. Oh, this... Welcome to Sell Your Soul to Satan Online. Okay, goddamn good. Damned if you do. Let's go. There's a standard introductory pact, optional packages, and Satan's gift shop. Is this... Really? Frame... (laughs) Now that you've signed away your soul to Satan and are eternally damned, perhaps you'd want a memento. After all, this can be an event change with great personal significance. The management is on good terms with Inferno Industries and has been licensed, licensed to print attractive souvenir packs suitable for train uh, for framing. Uh, I don't know. If that See, that's something... I, I don't like to joke about something like that. There is this one of those uh, websites like the Church of Satan or whatever? I don't know. I think so. I can't tell if it's a joke or not, but I mean... I would guess. Well, obviously. Yeah, it must be. Is. I don't know. Ah, people weird. that actually can actually do that. Oh, I don't know. I don't even want to read this outline, but they have the introductory pact printed outside, uh, printed on it. What? What you're supposed to say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't say it. No, I'm not. But then you enter. So you read this pact, and then you enter your name, your email address, and your mailing address. <laughs> yes, because they need your email address. Of your course. phone number, your recent former affiliation. So you can click Protestant, Catholic, other Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, Muslim, all these other things. Then you can also list. Your favorite sin, but less gluttony, sloth, anger, pride, envy, greed, or other. Uh, yeah, wow. that's... Uh, oh, and then know. at the very end in small uh, print, actually, it says, Apologies, this form is no longer currently functional. People have been selling other people's souls without their permission. <laughs> We're sorry <laughs> about this. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like a joke site. Um, it's pretty funny. Yeah, that is that is kind of funny. I don't know, are there other musicians that have this rumor? The other thing is, you know, uh, how much of that is just jealous people putting out this rumor about mm-hmm. these musicians? And especially also I heard that about two Bono, too. prominent black guitarists. I mean... I had heard that about Bono. Yeah, that Bono did the same thing? Mm-hmm. See, I'd, you know, how much of that is just because, yeah, these guys are really good and there's a lot of jealous musicians out there that... And someone just said... Well, the only Bob reason you can Dylan. do it is because he sold his soul. There's actually a Facebook page. I'm just looking at this right now. Bono sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Open people believe that Oprah has as well. Of course, they're successful. <laughs> That's why. That's the only reason. No yeah. one can be successful on their own merit. They had to have the devil's help. Of course not. Oh, uh, that's weird. That totally. That's funny because, um, yeah, that show Reaper. That, that oh yeah yeah because yeah, we've both been obsessed with watching that uh-huh. and it's totally the whole premise is about how this guy's parents sold his soul to the devil before. That's weird that this is like all together that's kind of a weird that wasn't planned but like you know how his parents sold his soul to the devil so then he has to um be in charge of getting displaced souls who've escaped from hell back in you know to hell because he has to work for the devil yeah because because his soul was sold before he was born uh. how would one even no i actually don't even want to ask these questions no i no. wouldn't want to know i know uh i see that stuff that's the kind of stuff that it does it does weird me out like talking about that stuff too much oh yeah and about how one would do that and all that stuff uh yeah I don't know. Yeah, it, it does creep me out. It's just like some of those some of those ultra religious movies. They kind of creep me out too. Like Stigmata. Stigmata still weirds me out. Stigmata is awesome. It's, ch- it's cheesy, but 
I don't know. It it uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, weirds me out. I mean, because it comes from you know true things, whether or not they're fabricated or not. I mean, like I remember learning in school about you know, like when I had to go to Catholic school about learning about like crying statues and how mm-hmm. they would test the blood from the eyes of the statues and they wouldn't like they wouldn't be able to tell where it was from. Yeah. 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 There's so many weird things yeah. that, uh, along those lines. But you know what I don't believe mm. is Jesus on a pancake. I don't believe any of that shit. I believe in no. like, like No. Yeah. That's that's going a little too far. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the best thing if if you are uh believing in Jesus and Christ and all that. Yes, I'm sure that's the best thing that he has to do is put himself on a pancake <laughs> or a piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah, a Cheeto. <laughs> you didn't believe in me, but once you can see how delicious I am, <laughs> then you shall love me. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, I'll have to get you a copy of, of Robert Johnson's stuff. I would love to. Yeah. I love that music because it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and eerie. It is. That's what I mean. That's why I, I love like a lot of the music from the 20s and 30s. Just listening to it, even if I'm not completely into the style of music, just hearing the recordings is because it's, you know, it's it's history. And mm. I love history. So it's like just imagining where this person was when they were recording this. Yeah. You know, what the what the world was like for them, you know? I mean, what what was the world like for Robert Johnson? Well, that's you know, why like you love history so or whatever. much. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's just so fascinating to me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm reading this thing about uh, Kurt Cobain that says uh, Kurt Cobain took his own life 17 years ago today on April 5th, 1994. His mother, Wendy O'Connor, famously said after he died, "Now he's gone and joined that stupid club." I told him not to join that stupid club. What? What? The stupid club, which is um, the the curse of 27. Oh, really? Because he said how he wanted to join that the club, and she's like, "He's joined that stupid club." Wow. In all fairness, he. Forcibly joined. Yeah. I mean, the other the other people did. I mean, you know, they through their own merits. I mean, they, they all drugs or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, he he voluntarily joined mm-hmm. that club. Or so they say. Or so they say. That's true. You've <laughs> yeah. seen Kurt and Courtney. I'm yes. sure. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. It is. You never I don't know. know if she's a murderer, but she just doesn't seem like a very good person. Courtney Love. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. All that speculation. I mean, nothing can be done. Nobody's ever going to know what really happened. I don't know. It's it's so weird how much people attach themselves to someone like that. Like Kurt Cobain. I mean, Kurt Cobain, in all honesty, wasn't a very good guitarist. Mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't the world's greatest singer. Um, but the band as a whole, you know, for whatever reason, they were different than anything else that that was out then. And mm-hmm. Dave Grohl doesn't get enough credit for how good he was for that band. But I mean, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain was a great front man, but he's not the world's greatest musician. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he really wasn't. All that, all that amazing. It's just what they did right at that time, you know, made sense to a lot of people. I'm trying to remember the book, the name of this book that I read. Oh, I think it's called, yeah, Heavier Than Heaven. And it was this amazing, um, like, account of Kurt Cobain up until the days of his death. Like, it isn't like a conspiracy book or anything, but it was just documenting him and his life and, like, him playing with uh, different musicians than the entrance of Courtney Love into his life and how mm-hmm. she was just, like, this fucking crazy-ass force of, you know, like, like dominance and... Uh, Yoko. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally dominant. And also, but it's, it, yeah, it was a fascinating book to read because it was all during the sub-pop culture and, mm-hmm. you know, like, and all the other bands and talking about all of them playing together and kind of struggling and being you know, up-and-coming Seattle artists and then dealing with the instant fame that came along with it. Yeah. That was fascinating. I love reading like true accounts of things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Just yeah. seeing yeah, where all that stuff came from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's weird, though. 17 years. 17 years. Man. We are old as fuck. Thing is, yeah. So now it's so vivid. Now all I'm remembering is, you know, being in my high school girlfriend's house, and then that opens up all other kinds of memories. Man, weird. That opens up all. Uh oh. Is there no? Well, no. <laughs> um, 
Is there anybody like that today that would matter as much as Kurt Cobain? Because hmm. as there as there been, I don't know. We don't need to go into all this stuff, but I'm just kind of curious if there is somebody that would relate. You know that kids of today, you know that they would relate to along those lines. I don't know someone that's been that influential. Different. Well, today it it seems like it's so poppy and it's, you know kind of meaningless. Mm-hmm. As far yeah, as yeah, like who would be today's Nirvana? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. So I, it wouldn't sure as fuck wouldn't be like Kings of Leon or any no, of those no, no, uh-uh, nothing like that. I mean, I don't know who would have that much power. I mean, all I can—I don't know what like kids listen to. <laughs> God. Well, might as well like yeah, we're well, old. I'm you know, like, let's talk. Kids. I I'm just know. curious. I'm curious yeah. what what would be the relation. You know, I mean, because the generations before all had somebody, but who would it be for this? Like, I, I I can't think of anything. I don't know. Like, I mean, who's just, the biggest? Does music mean as much to them as it did? I mean, I'm sure it does, but it, are they in popular? Like in popular culture bands, pop culture bands, like mass market bands, like Nirvana was. Well, they're really, I mean, but Nirvana Who? was part of a movement. Like, has there been a movement like the grunge movement? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't, there has been. No, there's been like the attempts, like with electronica, and then like attempts with, you know, pop punk, but pop punk doesn't count for anything. Mm-hmm. That's just bubblegum stuff. I mean, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't really. I don't think there is because grunge was one of those last like movements that was done that was actually something completely different. Other things, I mean, like, has anyone done anything like Lady Gaga is just fucking Madonna regurgitated? Oh yeah, yeah. With, like, no, that does Costumes like that's not moving. Like Justin Bieber is like another little prepubescent, yeah. fresh-faced boy who's singing songs about love. You know, like yeah. I mean, Kanye probably could have been that mm. if he wasn't so full of himself. I think Kanye Kanye had the potential to. What about Jay Z? Yeah, I was thinking about Jay Z too. Yeah. Although, I mean, maybe, but Jay Z isn't. He does have he does have some really good songs, but then he has big pimping. You know, I mean, yeah. he says a lot of songs like that too. But he so is I don't know. Fascinating in the way that he creates his songs. Like he doesn't yeah. even write them pr- before. He just hears a beat and he'll just stand in, in there and like start like coming up with things. Like he came up with ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one. Just like off the top of his head, right? All of those lyrics. Oh yeah, no, he's he's an incredible. Well, in Eminem, Eminem, Eminem. would be another one. Um, but that's also from a different era. I mean, he's having a resurgence. Yeah, that's Hi, it's true. music nerd news. Sorry, you guys, we just got it. This hey, sometimes this yeah. just happens. You know, I'm, no. I am, Bill, but I mean, everybody relates to whatever their musician was at their time, however mm-hmm. old you are. You know, you all, you, there was somebody, some seminal person, whether or not you liked them or not. Like Kurt Cobain was, you know, yeah, the head of all of that stuff, whether he wanted to be, obviously he didn't want to be, but mm-hmm. he was, whether he liked it or not. So who, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't either. Who it would be right now. Honestly, because everything who, is just, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think about who the most popular artists are. None of them seem, I mean, like Usher's not going to be it. Well, Justin Timberlake's are, not going to be it. Things are totally different. I mean, now look at the cover of Rolling Stone. Fucking Snooki is on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. Like, even music magazines aren't taking, you know, that seriously. Anymore. I feel like we're being really old talking about this. Because, I mean, is that the same thing that our parents said, probably said about, uh, or, or people that were older that didn't quite fall into the grunge category. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's what they said about that. But You know what, Greg? You and I are sitting in a room with microphones in our faces, and we are interested in this. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm curious. I'm fascinated by this because I don't understand because we are distance. I don't have, you know, kids. I'd be curious to hear uh, someone's stories, too, about, uh, you know, any of our listeners. Because, I, I mean, I know we have listeners of all different ages, mm. which is fantastic. And thank you so much for listening into our show. Um, I'm curious, you know, who was the seminal person in your life that, you know, that regardless of whether you liked them or not, you remember where, where you were when they mm-hmm. passed away. Like, I'm sure, you know, John Lennon and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know who it would be. Hey, maybe some of our younger listeners, not that they would really know how to compare it to Kurt Cobain necessarily since yeah. they weren't around. Um, yeah. Who's the biggest influencing pop star? 
Yeah, that's an interesting you know? question. I'd like to know. Yeah, I remember where I was. Yeah, when Kurt Cobain died, and then where where I was when Tupac died. They announced a yeah. football game. I was at. Yeah, Tupac and and Biggie. Biggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember those those two. But um, yeah, Biggie was was a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 pretty big. Uh, I can say big one more time in that big. sentence too. I'm sure I can fit big, big somewhere in there. Big. It's a big big accomplishment. Big. Big biggish. It's very big of you. I don't know. I, I kind of want to think about that for a second. I'm, I'm trying to think of who that would be. Okay. Huh? Well, in the meantime, do you um, want to shift? <laughs> yes, let's shift. Shift courses. Okay. And... Well, let me tell you something. So I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, again. Part of the reason was maybe I got out one of Kenny B's video games and I played that for a little while. But, oh, um, but otherwise, I did. I got one of them out. I was bound to happen at some point. And it was fun and I liked it too much. And now I had to put it away. I took I took the video games out. I set them in a different room. I did not throw them away, Kenny B. Don't worry, but I did set them in a different room so that this will never happen again. I need to put like a lock on them or something. Oh, and Kenny B. Um, for the record, he kept writing and uh, so he wrote me an email saying, "All right, so I've got to know. Like I haven't been able to find it anywhere. Who was that celebrity that was found in the hot tub with the um... <laughs> Kenny? This is for you. Check, Check and see what day it was. Check the date. Check the date." If anyone's wondering about anything from those stories, I, from Friday. episode 340, I believe, 340, check the date. Check the date. <laughs> it is awesome, though. <laughs> totally got tuggy on a bunch of that, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to do some um, ball talk? Yeah, do ball talk, but then I want to talk about something else. I've been hearing something again, and, I don't, and I'm not crazy. I know you're not crazy. I'm not crazy. Well, you're crazy, but this isn't, one doesn't have to do with the other. All right. Well, I want to talk about this, though, after ball talk. Okay. Yes, let's do ball talk, though. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Oh. Starting to feel more awake. Good. I've had some more coffee. I figured as much. I'm feeling, feeling pretty snazzy about myself. Snappy. Portland Trailblazers! Oh, my God. Portland Trailblazers are taking on Golden State tonight. Of course, we beat Dallas, uh, kind of kicked Dallas's ass the other Ayo. night. Um, so we've got five more games left in the season. Still have not 100% clinched a playoff spot. But if we win tonight, uh, there's a very... Uh, Trailblazers just put up something on Twitter, and I'm not even sure what the scenario is where we wouldn't clinch it, but most likely, like 99%, if we win tonight, we will clinch our playoff spot. So we'll be guaranteed one of the top eight seeds. Uh, well, one of the six, seven, or eight seed to uh, to get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. So we win tonight. Sounds like we're in the playoffs. Sorry, no, how much to work. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So um, God, that means I have to wear the gray shirt again. You have to wear the gray shirt again. I have to. It's I know. what's working. I know. So we've got Golden State twice in the next couple of days, and then Utah, the Lakers, and Memphis. Utah, Lakers, and Memphis are going to be tough. Golden State, though, their team isn't that great, but they for some reason, always play really well against the Trailblazers. And for teams like this, so Golden State, they have, they're they not making the playoffs at all. I mean, that was, that's a foregone conclusion probably about a month ago when they were eliminated. But um, the, the only motivation for teams like this towards the end of the season is to fuck up everyone else's season. And so that provides a lot of lot of things for them because they have they have no hope. They have their five games left. That's it. So why not screw up somebody else's season? Oh. So they'll come out. They're going to come out balls to the wall. Like it's. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than people think. Uh. I, I bet it'll be closer than the Dallas game, uh, just because that's that's what they have to play for. That's it. 
So this is their last chance to to at least make some news and and do something with their season. Screw up someone else's. I appreciate I, I appreciate I respect that kind of motivation. I'm just hoping we don't fall victim to that, and I don't think we will. I think the Trailblazers will come out, and they've been playing really tough. I think we'll handle it tonight and clinch the playoffs. That's what you I'm just saying. made me nervous. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, that's just the fact, the way it is. Um, that's just the way it is, that's, Sarah. Um, that's the way it is. Uh, moving on. In NBA news, they've announced the uh, new class of Hall of Famers who are going to be uh, going into the Naismith Hall of Fame. Dennis Rodman oh, is getting really? into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Dennis Rodman is, you know, Dennis Rodman really was a great basketball player. I mean, I know he's more well-known for wearing dresses and having a whole bunch of piercings. And marrying Carmen Electra. Marrying Carmen Electra and doing Madonna and then doing terrible movies with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> but on the basketball court, he really was one of the best defenders and rebounders of all time. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an amazing basketball player, so he does deserve, I think, to be in there. Also, former trailblazer Arvita Sabonis Ow! getting into the NBA Hall of Fame, which is awesome. So, uh, if anybody who watched uh, the Trailblazers in like the late '90s, early 2000s, you know who Arvita Sabonis is. That guy was incredible, and we didn't even get him until he was like 31 because mm. he played overseas before that. But one of the one of the best big men passers of all time, and so, Sabonis Sabas, as everybody called him, he was awesome, and a Lithuanian guy. So he is getting into the Hall of Fame. That's that's fantastic for them. So. Go Sabonis and go Trailblazers. Go Sabonis. Uh, okay, I have an update on a story that I gave last week. And this, I think I gave this one on Friday. You can check the date. But it was not, uh, this was entirely true, this story that I reported. And it has to do with Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. So Steve Nash supposedly waited to divorce his wife until she gave birth to a third child when he came out. And that was a true story, right? That's, uh, yeah, from what I read, I mean, it was a true story. It was a story that was out there. It was actually printed in a bunch of different places. That the uh, the child, when it was born, had a pretty dark complexion. Neither Steve Nash nor his wife do. So that was the rumor, and that's why he got a divorce. Well, apparently, that rumor was not true. Um, and this this wasn't like an April Fool's thing, but that was some false stuff that people were putting out there. The reality is, I guess... That uh, Steve Nash was the one who was having an affair with a 22-year-old African-American woman. So it was Steve Nash having the affair. And then uh, so his wife was divorcing him. I, I don't know. It's really confusing about what's going on. But the child... Wait, so is the child white then? The child is apparently white. That he had with his wife. Okay. So I, I don't know where all this stuff is coming from. Or who's putting these rumors out. But it's really confusing, and why it is that they're they're going through such, you know, I, maybe this is just somebody completely unrelated to the parties that was putting out all these rumors, or what's going on. But supposedly, yes, the the child between Steve Nash and his wife is in fact white, and uh, reportedly Steve Nash is the one who had an affair with a a young African American woman, and supposedly is still dating her. That is a really weird way to mix up the story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm just reporting what is being printed out there, what what people are saying. So, it's really confusing. But that's the latest thing on Steve Nash. Mm. I mean, it's turned into this giant soap opera. I mean, you know, not that getting a divorce is ever an easy thing, but for NBA players, you know, I mean, it happens. Whatever, it happens. You would think you'd try to just keep that under wraps and keep that more personal. Yeah. But now there's all just all these rumors going on about. You know, love children and all kinds of things. So who knows what exactly is true, but the latest thing is saying that no, that was not in fact true what was reported earlier. 
bizarre. That is weird. It's weird. That's just a weird way to mix the story up. It is. Uh, another weird thing. LeBron James. So it's been rumored for quite a long time that LeBron James was going to be having his own cartoon, which is going to be developing. Uh, I think it's going to be a YouTube only cartoon or online only. And uh, it's going to be called, guess what the name is? Um, the Chosen One. The LeBrons. Wow, that's creative. And it's going to be based around an imaginary lifestyle of a young LeBron learning how to play basketball oh, as he's growing up. Oh, my Lord. And they've just released the, uh, the intro with the theme music, which we have right here. This is, uh, this is what the intro of LeBron is going to be. Uh, you see the lights, the fame, you see the bling, but you should meet LeBron before he became king. Yeah, this is a story kind of like then. My little homie kid growing up in Akron, trying to be an athlete, we can all witness. Hoping he can grow up right, handle business. Gotta show love to his friends and his fam. World on his back, wise like an old man. Cause if you think he's just a ball player, still, pay attention, you got it wrong, player, for real. Cause life isn't always fun and games, ladies and gents. Wow. The LeBrons. Was that him rapping that? No. No, I don't know who that was that was that was rapping it, but uh The LeBrons. I'm sure it's gonna be a number one hit. Wow. This guy's ego is so huge, he named a cartoon after himself. It is and, ridiculous and each, how... Well, if you look at it, too, you remember those commercials that he did, the Nike commercials, where he played, like, different ages in, like... It was all him playing each character. He played an old man, and he played, like, a hip, uh, like, swinger-type guy, and then he played the young LeBron. It was him playing each character. It was a Nike campaign. Oh, okay. I don't think I saw that. Well, every character in the cartoon looks like they're based off of that, too. Oh, wow. So it's all based around LeBron. Not enough LeBron, ever. Oh, LeBron. Just never have enough. Yeah. So anyway, the LeBrons. I'm sure everyone's getting excited to watch that. Uh, moving on to NFL news. Of course, they're uh, they're in the middle of their lockout right now. We'll see if that thing gets resolved. But the the NFL draft is still coming up, where they draft their college players. And so uh, this is the same in any major sport. You know, you keep your draft picks, who you want to draft, like what your what your plan is, very tight because you don't want any other team to know about this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is who the teams or the players that you're looking at in every scenario. We're like, okay, so say the team ahead of me picks this player. This is the this is the player I'm going to go with. Who do I want to trade for? You don't want anyone else to know that kind of thing. But you do have to give a report to the league on what your plan is for the draft so that the league knows. So just like the very higher-ups, the commissioner knows. Okay. So they have a master list. And uh, the Detroit Lions were sending off their master list to Commissioner Roger Goodell just so he could have a copy of it and keep that tightly locked. Well, instead of saying it to him, they accidentally sent send to all and send it to every other football team in the league. Oh. They sent out their entire list Shit. of everybody they were planning on drafting, who they had pre-draft visits with, who they uh, what they were thinking about doing, and um, now everyone knows. This is something that only the Detroit Lions would do. They're kind of notorious mm. for making really, really dumb decisions <laughs> and blunders and things like this, and it's just perfect that they sent out their list to every other team in the league. It's it's pretty hilarious. So uh, Detroit Lions, congratulations on that. Now everyone knows what you're going to be doing. There are no secrets. You <laughs> um, got an NFL. There's there's this story. This is kind of weird. So William Refrigerator Perry. Do you know who that is? No, but that name sounds familiar. The Fridge. So the Fridge was this giant guy that played for the Chicago Bears back in the 80s. And he became really popular. He had a bunch of commercials and stuff. 
Um, kind of big giant guy with a big smile and a gap tooth. And uh, the fridge, actually, yeah, the, uh, the fridge, anyway, became very popular after, since playing football, kind of lost all of his money. Mm-hmm. It kind of fell on some hard times. And um, he ended up selling his Super Bowl ring. Oh. Had to sell it, and so it was ended up being sold. Well, there's this this little kid, this 10-year-old kid, who um, who has, a, he decided that he wanted to help the fridge get back his ring. Because the fridge also has, a, he has some kind of an autoimmune disease, and I'm not sure what it is, but mm-hmm. he, he has something like that. I'm not sure if it's MS or what it is. Uh, but uh, this, and this kid's dad also has that. Mm-hmm. So this kid decided he wanted to help out the fridge get his ring back and so he raised $8,500 to purchase the ring for the fridge and gave him his ring back seems I mean more power to the kid he yeah, felt I mean, bad it's nice to have goals well he felt bad for the fridge and so so he wanted to get him his car back or get him his ring back so he went ahead and did it and um, he said that uh, he, had, he had googled Mr. Perry and saw that he had the disease and went through some rough times and thought that he needed it more than uh, more than anyone else did. Oh, well, yeah. that's nice. I mean, I think that's a that's a really sweet. It is idea. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess he, he helped the guy out. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy was down on his luck. So uh, anyway, I just wondered for that. I thought that was kind of a you know a good story mm-hmm. in ball talk. So the fridge has his ring back. Everyone can be happy now. Uh, moving on, we need to talk about the fun employment radio tournament of champions. March Madness 2011. It has come to a conclusion. I watched the end of it last night. I watched it as well. It's one of the most boring games I've ever seen. Yeah, seriously. It was it was a terrible game. For, for the championship game, it was one of the most boring things ever. Um, but Connecticut did win. They beat Butler. And uh, so Connecticut is, are the champions of the uh, of 2011. UConn. I wanted to... I kept looking, seeing UConn yesterday. I wanted to be... Their mascot should totally be a unicorn. UConn unicorns. Yeah, it's a husky. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we of course had our tournament of champions, and we have a definitive winner of our bracket, and that winner is you just got nibbed. <laughs> you just got nibbed. Won the tournament with sixty nine points. Uh, followed up. Uh, let's see. They they were number one. Number two was the hopeful one. Number three was overall number one. That was the name of their bracket. Number four. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Big D Bub's bracket. B Rocker, DeBuster, Sneezy McQuarters Up My Nose, Sarah's Horrid Belch, Derek's bracket, Watching Sarah Sleep were the top ten. So uh, between our two teams that we were backing, which one was ahead? Was it Wazoo or uh, Nibbler Rules? Let's take a look right now. We'll go to the polls. Okay. And we will confirm, even though I don't really need to look it up because I pretty much already know uh, who won it. So Nibbler Rules. You mean Biden. No, 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 no. That's that's impossible. Um, Nothing's impossible, Nibman. No, I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay, I, I am looking this up in real time. I apologize. This is how prepared I was for this. That's all right. Well, you know that I won, so why don't you stop wasting your time and everybody else's time? I'm really not wasting any time. And I'll go time. ahead and get started on that ringtone. I, exactly I don't believe we bet be. a ringtone on oh, this. We totally did. We did not bet any ringtone oh, on this. Oh, that's just ridiculous. And I believe that somebody was supposed to be wearing. Tattoos. Uh, what was that? What was it you were supposed to be wearing? Oh yeah, Nibbler is awesome. Finished at number forty-three. Wazoo. Finished at number thirty-eight. Yeah. Statistically, that doesn't really count though, because if you add in, 
if you count the weight of the bracket that my team had. That is such bullshit. Stop trying to... No. No, you're not going to nibbler out of this. Well, but the, the bracket weighting was a lot different than what you would think. See, because we actually, actually, in all honesty, we did finish with the same score, but for some reason that team ranks ahead of me, but that's just because it was weighted differently. But if you take counting the proper weighting of the way the tournament was supposed to happen, um, it's well, pretty clear. It's, I'm sure it's pretty it was clear supposed I, to I happen, but well, it didn't. Well, no, but that's how you calculate this out. This is all <laughs> Vegas terms and you, you know, statistics and it's things. Probably you wouldn't understand it. I oh, mean, you know but, what I do understand? Is basic math. And you know what it is? 38 comes before 44. Well, no, that no. Is, that is what I understand. Well, but this is much more complicated than that. It is not more that. complicated no, I, than they that. They simplify it just so, you know, it's easier for you to understand. But Okay, I'm simplify saying, it for me. Tell me how 44 is ahead of 38. Well, but see, if you factor in the analysis from the college basketball world and the way the statistics work of the winning percentages and scoring percentages of the field goals of each team, then when you divide that by the number of teams placed in the tournament and their rankings it's clearly my, my team was so riddle me this who, I was right up at the top who won the tournament like who was the number one person uh, that was uh, it, the, the winner was you just got nibbed okay and mm-hmm. why were they the winner well statistically speaking if you calculate because well, they got, the, they got the highest amount of points right well, that that's because they they picked Connecticut to win. You know, what, what, neither of us picked Connecticut. So to win. therefore, they won because of their ranking. Well, but they, you know, when you analyze all of the math on it, they worked out. It worked out to where that's that's what it was supposed to be for them. I just want to strangle you. Mathematically speaking, I, I can write up a graph for it. Maybe that'll make it easier for you to see to understand it. I, I know it's complicated. Oh my God, Greg! I'm gonna punch you in the face. There was this, though. So uh, before we conclude, <laughs> so you watched the game yesterday. Did you see how many UConn fans were up in the stands and everything? No, I kept getting bored. I yeah, was watching well, it. it was like, bored. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that, there were lots of UConn fans in the stands. Apparently not all of them go to the University of Connecticut, though. Connecticut had a hard time getting their student body to fly down to Houston for the game. The Final Four championship game. How often does that happen? For any school. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so rare, but yet their student body wouldn't show up. So they had to send an email out to University of Houston and Rice University athletes to because uh, it was taking place in Houston to ask them. They said the first 300 email responders would get free tickets to the championship game, but they had to wear Connecticut gear. Wow. So they had to show up. So they gave away free tickets for people to pretend like they were fans? They gave away free tickets to the Houston and Rice athletes uh, to... Uh, to show up and wear Connecticut gear and act like they're Connecticut fans. That's amazing. Yeah. They were allotted 800 tickets, but they couldn't even sell all of those. Just like Charlie Sheen. Yep. Well, there you go, Connecticut. Anyway, they are the champions. And so is You Just Got Nibbed. That concludes this year's... And Sarah won March Madness bracket. Greg, I don't want to hear about your statistics. Speaking as to one. And that concludes this Tournament of Champions for 2011. That is Ball Talk. I know it gets confusing. It's oh fine. my God. You know what's not confusing, though? Going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Romancing the Spammer link and picking up a copy of our comedy album, Romancing the Spammer. Available on iTunes, Amazon, CDBaby.com, all kinds of places. 30 tracks over an hour. It's only $9.99. Really good deal. You will love it. If you already bought it, tell your friends to buy it. Please don't copy it for them. Make them buy their own. And (laughs) um, 
it it uh, I I really think you'll enjoy it. We put a lot of work into it, and it's only nine ninety nine over an hour. That's a pretty good deal. All original stuff and lots of bonus material that you've never heard before. That was beautiful. Thank you. Unlike your counting skills. All right, well, looks like we don't have time for for World of Crazy today. Oh, no, we got time. <clears throat> All right, Greg, I'm going to start off first with a little theme music because it goes along with my first story. Maybe I'll just keep it throughout the whole thing, considering um, I'm going to give you my best stories right now. But this goes along with my first story. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. First up, it was one of the most sensual scenes in Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio's character Jack sketching the naked portrait of Kate Winslet's character Rose in the 1997 blockbuster film Titanic. Now the drawing has been auctioned off for $16,000. Somebody paid $16,000 for the famous picture showing Kate's character Rose seductively lying on the couch wearing nothing but the iconic blue diamond necklace. In the film, DiCaprio's character Jack was the artist, but in real life, the Oscar-winning director James Cameron actually sketched that image that was used in the film. The sketch was sold to the highest bidder at Premier Props memorabilia auction over the weekend. A spokesperson said this is a wonderful piece of memorabilia from one of the biggest grossing films of all time. So, I'm sorry, you guys, if you wanted that. That slipped through your fingers for a mere $16,000. Damn. I'm just going to continue with this music. I'm very upset about that. Dateline from Florida with trees. What is that? Oregon. Oregon. Portland, Oregon. A masked, quick-moving thief smashed a liquor store window early yesterday morning in a suburban Portland um, area and walked off with a bottle of cognac valued at more than $2,300. The Hillsborough police who responded said, hey, at least the robber had good taste. He knew exactly what he was after. The robber took the $2,363.45 bottle of Remy Martin Louis VIII cognac, 11 fine but cheaper bottles of cognac, and 12 packs of menthol cigarettes at about 3.15 a.m. on Monday morning. $2,300 for a bottle of cognac? Uh, $2,363.45. What... I mean, that's the same discussion with the champagne, but what makes it worth that much? I don't know. I mean, jeez. How it's aged. It's like $800 a shot or something? Seriously. But in 12 packs of menthol cigarettes. Well, Just to class it up. Yeah, there we go. The police say they've never seen a theft like this before. Usually thieves will just grab whatever they can. Hillsborough police have the surveillance tape of the masked thief and are searching for the apparently classy crook. I didn't write that. It's fucking douchey. (laughs) The suspect could face charges if caught of second-degree burglary, first-degree burglary, and second-degree criminal mischief. So here's hoping he's just going to stay at his house and just get schnockered and not get caught. (laughs) Hey, Pittsburgh area prostitutes are pretty classy in the fact that they don't like to get paid by money. In fact, prostitutes down the Pittsburgh area are being compensated with the modern form of currency. Yes, Gift cards <laughs> from Bed Bath and Beyond <laughs> to Nordstrom. <laughs> Prostitutes are taking the modern form of currency. So uh, the police in Pittsburgh say that more prostitutes are being arrested with not cash, but gift cards in their possession. Since they believe. Because <laughs> if they're arrested with cash, which police believe is from an ill-gotten gain, they can, that can be taken away. But if they have gift cards, police might think twice. It's just another game these prostitutes are playing. The prostitutes are using gift cards to avoid having their illegal wages seized when they're arrested. 
The Justice Department has issued a warning that gift cards an ideal, are an ideal device to launder money with little chance of discovery by police. It's becoming more and more difficult to find cash on the prostitutes, say the police. They're still finding some cash on the prostitutes, but expect that's changing because prostitution um, suspects don't like to give up $5,000 or $6,000 they've earned over the weekend when in fact they could just have it in a gift card. Now, how does that work? Uh, number one, I'm suspecting right after Christmas, there's all these lonely guys. No, I want gift cards. I want gift cards. Just going on. Like, <laughs> please, please give me a gift, gift card. cards. But <clears throat> how do they know how much money is on the gift card? Uh, that's what I was thinking, you too. Know? Oh, trust me. No, it's a $1,000 gift card. Okay, It'll so be fun. They're saying most likely, like a lot of the times, like there are some cards, you know, like Kukuli, like from Bed Bath & Beyond and Nordstrom, but a lot of the gift cards in question are not being issued by stores or restaurants, but are generally um, issued as store value cards issued by credit card companies. So, like, you know, if you go to Safeway or something, you see the $50 prepaid Visa card. Uh-huh. Does it say that on it? Yeah. So, I mean, so you can buy those and then they get activated. But still, there really is no way to tell unless you're bringing around an ATM with you and being like, all right, does this have money on it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And do they ask for an extra amount for the ATM fee? or? <laughs> really, Greg? I, I don't know. I'm curious. <laughs> It's $50, but that's minus $250 for the ATM fee. I'm not sure if there are extra fees for the prostitutes. I'm just curious about this. <laughs> I want to know how it works. So, if you have a lonely someone living in Pittsburgh who, you know, they like to frequent the companionship of a painted lady, just go ahead and send them a prepaid visa card. I'll have to send woes. Kai an email. There you go. <laughs> All right, that is your Titanic-themed World of Crazy for today. Oh, I'm going to go home and listen to that soundtrack today. Oh, jeez. I know. I can't help it. Do you really sit there and listen to that soundtrack? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. No, I haven't. I don't actually know. I think I lost it in the move. I'm going to have to try and find it. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, I guess we are. Today, <clears throat> I, think, uh, I think we're about out of time for today. Okay. Yes. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Dot thank com. you for telling all of your friends. Uh, you can always go to our Facebook page and repost our postings mm-hmm. on your page. Oh, shout out to listener Sasha. We just saw him today. Yep. What's up, Sasha? What up? And don't forget to Sportlandia. If you have a chance, please go there and go to trailblazers.tv and just watch part of our latest episode of Sportlandia. It would be very awesome if you could go there and yes. uh, just click play on that and and uh, give it a perusal. It'd if you cool. please, yeah. Even if you just um, have a few minutes to look at it, just yeah, like click on it. You know, you can skip forward or just watch the beginning. Like even if you do that, that helps us out. So. It really does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for supporting us in both of those things. We really, 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 really <laughs> do appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> all right, I can't remember if we have anyone on tomorrow or not because I can't think that far ahead. Uh, we have a potential guest tomorrow. Oh yes. Talk about after, yeah. Okay. All right. Well. uh... There we go. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Also, really quick, we want to say congratulations to Kelly Clark and Fuck Chop. Yes. Yes, they have a brand new baby girl. Healthy, beautiful, adorable, smart people breeding. Goddamn love it. Congratulations. <laughs>